Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Okay, today's topic is, what is wrong with just being a good person? So there's, um, you know, I, I've, I've run across, or came across, I guess, um, people who have asked that question um, at different times, and, uh, you know, there's, there's so much behind that, and I don't know that I've ever sat down and had a very lengthy conversation about it, possibly so, but um, I kind of wanted to talk about it here and get your opinions on what you thought this question meant and what was behind it and uh, where people go with it, and then why. What is really wrong with just being a good person? So, Tom, let's throw you on the seat first. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts, and what is wrong with just being a good person? Well, there's nothing wrong with it, Justin. Thank it's you, good Tom. To be a, it's good to be a good person. <laughs> Thanks for joining us here today, folks. <laughs> good night. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> I feel like there. I feel like there's a lot of um, underlying right assumptions that we bring to that question. Okay. So, if I'm uh, an evangelical, where I came from, and I'm asking that question, the the background to it is is can't I just be a good person to get into heaven? That's oh, okay. what they're. That's what they're really asking. Okay. And um, so, hmm. if you get to like a more liberal mainline congregation, they don't necessarily believe in the way the way evangelicals believe about heaven and hell. So they think, well, yeah, you can just be a good person to get God's approval. Hmm. And I feel like both well, and, sides and, are missing the main point. Okay. And, and I think, and I think, you know, a little bit a step beyond that for um, many mainline um, progressives um, is that they would call into question whether Jesus is the way, the life, and the truth, and they would probably prefer it to say that Jesus is a way um, rather than the way. Hmm. Okay. And so, um, so I, 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 so I think Tom is correct on the right. Um, you know, it's all about what getting into heaven. You know, what, what, what do I need to do? Um, and on the left, it's you know, well, isn't isn't the whole point just that we're supposed to be good people, and it really doesn't matter what what religion we follow just as long as we're a good person what way we go yeah hmm. okay tom mentioned two main points i think and i'm going to come back to that in just a minute um you know i, I go uh, when i think about it is <laughs> is that, that was a weird noise someone's point pouring a picture of tea <laughs> go ahead uh, is can i just be a good person as opposed to Everett, are you falling downstairs? Sorry, that was my fault. That oh, that was you, Tom. Something falling downstairs. fell off my desk. 
<laughs> Sorry, I was, everybody. I was balancing on one foot on my desk, and I fell down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but what is wrong with be, just being a good person and sleeping in on Sundays? <laughs> so that's the uh, that's one way that I've heard of, like, I don't need to go to church. And, um, you know, I don't. And, and so what I hear from that <clears throat> is um, the not being a part of community and um, having, uh, well, now I'm going to throw some assumptions on this, but assumptions of having things figured out on your own, um, which takes me back to the story of Adam and Eve and where there's a choice and seeing what is good and what is not and having, for example, Eve making the choice of good uh, to take the tree of Oh my gosh, I can't say that word. Tree of knowledge of good and evil. You know, um, one of the verses there said, she looked at it and it was good. And so people taking their form of what they consider good as opposed to what God considers good and uh, choosing that on their own. So another line. So let's back away from that for a minute and go back to Tom's. Is it too early to, t- to make your two main points? <laughs> No. All right. Roll one out there. Are you talking about the two ends of the spectrum? Yeah. Uh, well, you said something like that. That's missing the main points. Oh, oh yeah. I may have okay. thrown the two in there myself. Sorry, but you said missing the main point. So. Oh, okay. So. Okay. So the main point is, first of all, what does it mean to be good? Right. And this. This is kind of a philosophical question, and it's a historical question. Okay. Um, so before the Enlightenment, we wouldn't have separated, at least in the West, a definition of goodness from um, Jesus or from faith. And now... Um, we are in a position where we have a definition of goodness that is separate from faith. At least that's the claim. So are that you I, saying so you are saying pre-enlightenment that at any point in time any if anyone thought of good and bad, the good was associated with faith? Some kind of religious belief system, yes, mm. for the most part. Okay. And and if you uh, and now we have a we have a we have a moral code, I guess, here in the United States that you can that attempts to define goodness apart from those things, and it's it's a definition, truthfully, that most many people of faith are on board with um, on the so-called left and so-called right. Does, I, and I, you know, yeah. and, I, and I go back and I think about um, some of the folks who um, were involved in the creation of America. Um, and I think we've talked about this here. You know, they, they were not what we would call Orthodox Christians. Many of them, were were truly you know they were they were unitarian um or they deists. or deists 
um, they were pro- they were products of their of their time, which everything had to be rational. But um, for for many of them, they still saw value and good in religion because they said, "Well, religion, you know, that's what helps you be a good person." So, yes, even if it's you know we think it's a bunch of fanciful stories and none of these things really happened, um, but you know the teachings are important because they help us be form good moral character. So, but now we're not, and so that's my, that would be my starting place. Well, what is good mean? And people would say, well, it depends on who you ask, you know, what answer you'll get right. or what goodness means. Right, which is what I was refer, referring, referencing with the Adam and Eve story. Um, right. Because God had explained what is good. And then Eve, um, and don't, and, and that's something Thomas said, don't, don't, don't get Adam off the hook. Adam was right there <laughs> with Eve. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and it actually says, saw it of the tree and saw that it was good. And that is the decision based on, you know, I know I'm using this story and taking it further, but what's good? Um, you have to immediately bring, if someone is defining what is good, um, apart from, and I'm just going to leave it at that. We could say God or or whatever it is, the Bible, whatever it may be. But there is their bias, uh, their uh, you know experience, their reason, everything going into that rational. I think you used as well uh, going into that decision of what is good. And so, where does that basis go back to? So yes, so that uh, I guess my first response of somebody said, "Well, why can't I just be a good person?" I'd want to know what do you mean by that. Right. Obviously, that's a great goal. You know, you should right. try to be a good person. <laughs> and then I would say, do you mean to get into heaven? Do you mean to be happy? Because goodness often does not lead to happiness. Hmm. I mean, it will lead to misery often. Right. I mean, going along to get along. You know, as Jerry said to George in a great episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> I could just see you goose stepping along there in Nazi Germany. Come on, Jerry, let's go along to get along, you know? <laughs> and often goodness will not lead to happiness. So what So first you have to define what goodness is and then you have to ask yourself why am I trying to be good? What's the point of me trying to be good? Hmm. Um is it just cuz I care about society and I want to be a good citizen. Right. Or, or, and how it, is there such a thing as good? Jesus said, um, yes, why do you call me good? Yeah, no one is good but God alone. So can a person be good? I, and I don't want to sound like I'm saying, you know, people are just terrible. I don't believe that. We're all made in God's image to, the uh, goodness of God is a part of us, each of us. Um, sometimes we cover the painting of, with uh, the image with a lot of, you know, other things that don't belong on the painting. But mm. under, it's all there. But so that that would be my question: How do you how do you define goodness, and why do you want to be good? That's a great. Well, go ahead. And and I think and I think you know when we're talking, I mean, as Tom said, I mean, you have to really ask 
from 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 what definition of of good do we mean? Do we, um, you, you know, what does it mean to be a good parent? Well, who's defining what good is? And so I think I think anytime we're asking that question, you really really have to unpack it. Um, and um, Scott Bader say in his book Following Jesus in a Culture of Fear says that one of the downsides of our culture today is that we don't have a shared moral narrative. And so the default moral narrative is the good is equated to being safe. Oh yeah. So what is it? So what does it mean? Well, so you practice, you practice safety. Hmm. And so he says, you know, like for instance, when we talk about sex, we don't talk about what is the purpose and the value of sex. We talk about safe sex. Um, and, um, he, he says that's become our default moral good is safety when, and he calls into question whether safety is, is truly, um, a, a gospel value or not. Wow. Yet, I mean, we think of the leaders of the civil rights movement as good because of what they did, but they certainly weren't safe mm-hmm. in doing it. Right. So safety could keep you from be- the desire to be safe could keep you from doing the good that you should do. Hmm. So back, I felt like you're going to say something earlier, Justin. Oh, I may have lost it. I'm thinking about the morality because, um, you know, when you sit down and you think about where we come from as a uh, as American American, <laughs> uh, you know, U.S culture society and things like that and where are where do morals come from so if you think about being a good person you know and and people may think about being neighborly and opening doors for people and things like that when it comes to being good that's what i think of as being a good person and i mean that's just being nice (laughs) so you know um and, and um and so when you think about where morals come from, I have a hard time, and I've had these discussions before, that a lot of this comes from something that was taught to me from church, from Bible, stuff like that, to where, you know, in that time, but I don't know specifically that all of it came from the Bible. It's not really like, sit down, and I want you to put your napkin here when you eat, you know, Leviticus, you know, twelve five. <laughs> so, what I think the idea of being good is being nice, as opposed to the civil rights leaders uh, in their uh, goals. As you said, they're going beyond what is just nice. They're trying to change something. And I think that is part of seeing beyond what is being nice or what is being a good person, seeing what is right, what is just. And that's what is missed in this. Because I can be a good person and just be this most selfish, unknowingly selfish person. I sit in my castle, you know, and I do my stuff and I take care of me and that's it. And occasionally I wave at a neighbor and open a door and do something nice for someone and then therefore i'm a good person while around me things are happening uh that are preying upon others and keeping people oppressed yet i don't blink an eye to it does that make sense 
Well, I think, go ahead, Everett. No, you go ahead, Tom. I was just going to say, I think that we're moving from beyond safety. Maybe the new goodness of our culture is busyness or performance. Hmm. Efficiency. Efficiency. Um, maybe it's just because I'm a parent of pre of tweens, but it feels like my life is full of, you know, balancing career, parenting, um, technology. How how can I do all these things? The kind of the super parent, you know. Um, Dave David Zoll has a book out called Seculosity: How Busyness and All of These Things Became Our New Religion. And what to do about it. But I, a lot of people, you know, define goodness as, well, my kids are going to a good, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with uh, yeah, any no, of these right. things. No, go ahead. But this it's just, it's become the new value system. Trying and, to- and at, at the basis of, of Zal's argument um, is, is that, in, in fact, it's what we haven't done. So he's talking about, you know, righteousness that, you know, we think that, you know, our, our work performance, our work advancement, our children's success, all those things kind of make us righteous. Um, and he says that, in, in, in fact, it's it's what we have not done that makes us righteous. And that is um, that's, you know, Jesus's, um, you know, death on the cross, Jesus's life, Jesus's resurrection those are the things that makes us righteous. It's not anything that we have done. It's what God and Jesus Christ has mm-hmm. done. Um, and, and for Zal, who um, is sort of a proponent of, of radical grace, um, you know, that's, that's truly revolutionary is to see um, it's what we don't do that makes us righteous. Or what we haven't done, what we did not, what we could not do is what makes us righteous. And a, hmm. What was the book again? Sorry. Seculosity. Seculosity. Okay, because you did a study on that at um, Pub Theology. Is that right? Well, we had, yeah, we had Zal um, at Pub Theology. Oh, he came. That's right. Okay. I remember seeing Kristen comment about that. Okay. Um, wow. And it really is a fantastic book. Hmm. Okay. So the the and which goes to say, um, the I would say, <clears throat> excuse me, the same kind of thinking. What is good? And uh, I, I I just thinking about this for myself uh, is y- you lose your beacon. Um, I think, and especially in uh, my world, my world is very small. <laughs> a lot of times. There's a lot in it, but it's very small. I can get captured, especially because I work from home. Um, but I can get caught in this two-mile radius of being my world. Again, there's a lot of people that come at church and youth group and, and so on, in and out of it. Uh, but it gets very small in that world. And so um, what happens is, is I'm focusing on that, and I lose my radar on the outside world. And so what becomes... Um, and I'm just, we're just, since we're talking about good, what is good to me is uh, what a, uh, dialed in based on that small world. And so I have to look outside of that. And, and I concern myself because I'll get so busy, there's busy, that 
everything shrinks down into that. And then I look out and I'm wondering what I'm missing. What am I not paying attention to that? Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. Um, and, uh, but just something that my eyes is not open to. And thankfully we have the part of the prayer, <laughs> the confession that says things unknown, you know, things not known. And so that seems so important because there are things that are missed, but I think everyone can do that and we can get so far away from a goodness, uh, that actually, I guess is based out of, uh, selfishness if you will so um there's there's two kind of schools of of thought here one is sort of a school of total depravity you know this is sort of a classical calvinistic and and tom kind of touched on it a minute ago which is you know look we're just we're crap and 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 we can't do anything good and i i don't really totally buy into that because i think that there's a human impulse um, towards, um, you know, t- towards being a good person. You know, I mean, I think there's obviously there are people who there's some deficiency there that just that they're not good people, right? Hmm. Um, but um, classically, we would say that the ver- that that goodness is something that has to be practiced. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be exercised, and just in the same way that. You know, learning how to you know swing a ball or play golf is something that takes practice and work. Um, that goodness is one of those things that you really have to 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 practice. Right. That that it doesn't really fully come um, naturally because sometimes we have a hard time identifying what is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some and and as Paul says, the things that we know that we should do, a lot of times we don't want to do. Right. right. I mean. I know that I need to eat, you know, good healthy food, but dang, you know, biscuits and gravy is <laughs> is some good stuff. Oh man! And to learn your your mental knowledge doesn't equate to the practice. You can you can, and that to me is important an important point in this because I grew up believing that. I will be transformed by the renewing of my mind, which is, and I took that to mean I've got to learn a bunch of stuff. So right. I tried to memorize scripture so I could win arguments, so I could be righteous, so I could know the truth. But knowing it doesn't translate into action. Uh, me knowing how to be in perfect physical shape doesn't translate into me being in shape. The right. practice does. Right. They, you have to have the knowledge to do the practice, but so, and I agree with Everett. It's not about. I don't think humans are totally depraved, but I, but I also don't think that I think that goodness means practice. We goodness is about action, and the action requires practice for us to get better and better at it. And so, I grew up without a religious practice, <clears throat> except for reading the Bible and going to church. Um, and given my laundry list of prayers to God, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we need a faith practice. And we need to practice it. or we need, And we need to practice giving to the poor. We need to practice compassion. We need to practice silence. We need to practice all the fasting so we can learn not to be dominated by it. All these practices are what the practice of them and getting is they're they're about the virtues 
and about doing these good things. And then as we practice them, we change and we can change the world with God's help. And, and, Amen. and yeah, and what Zal, you know, what Zal would, would caution us is, is to say that the practicing of the virtues, you know, those, those are, those are good things, but, but he says, we don't do it to get love. We do it out of love. We do it out of the knowledge that we are loved by God. And so we are wanting to do these things because it's a godly knife, not, hey, now, you know, God, I have prayed this many times. I have fasted this many times. Now, God, will you love me? They're not, so that they're not guilt-based. They're not guilt-based. Right. They're not, it's not, it's not, this is not a, um, okay, I've, I've, I've done this. Now, here, I'm turning in my tickets. Right. Now let me get to the salvation. <laughs> I played ski thing. ball. <laughs> yeah, and and because he says, you know, a lot of times that's how we think about it, right? I have yeah. done X, Y, and Z. Now maybe God will love me. And and for Zal, like like God's love and acceptance of us in Jesus Christ is the bedrock for us um, understanding our faith. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely true. And and I still I still dabble uh, battle with that. Um, with this guilt piece and why am I doing this and why am I, why am I driven and things like that? You know, I'm still trying to please my father <laughs> on earth and in heaven. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And it's just, and looking down through that, um, and, and it's, it's a, it's a black hole. Um, but I think as Tom alluded to sitting in silence helps clarify and bring light to those places. Um, also it, it's interesting, Tom, you did everything, but this define, my conversation at lunch yesterday, I was having lunch with Phil Griffin and, um, we're, we're doing, working with wisdom literature and in, in some classes. And, and, um, uh, he said, wisdom, it, it, knowledge is, is knowing a lot. And which is what you alluded to as well. It says wisdom is knowing when to use it. And I think that's exactly what you were pointing at is like we can gain a bunch of knowledge and and that's where i went a decade or more ago it's just read 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 learn 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 and then it's like great i've got all this information um i i don't feel holier <laughs> you know and so holiness comes not from i think as that um well i shouldn't dabble in holies with this i didn't think this out far enough but it's not that you sit down and just learn everything and then good. Now I'm a good person, if you will, or whatever it is, or now I'm a great Christian, but it's sitting down and reflecting. And as you, you know, sitting in silence and, and giving to the poor and so on and fasting that uh, brings about that. Uh, I say holiness, but more alluding to recognizing the image within yourself. So it may be reflected on others. Hmm. Actually that came out better than I thought. <laughs> And, and and I I think that you know and I think this is one of the things that we have lost um, in, in in mainline Christianity is the ability to talk about um, sin and grace hmm. and th th there there are many in mainline Christianity who are reticent to talk about sin because they're like you know oh well, you know you're gonna hurt someone's feelings talking about it. And I think there's definitely unhealthy ways of talking about sin right. where it's shame based, it's fear guilt, based, yes, yes. guilt based. But there's but there's a way of talking about the reality, um, the reality that I that I do that I know that I am not good all the time, 
and that there are things that I carry with it that are guilt. And so there are times in which I need, I, I need to confess my, what I have, what I have not done right. Mm-hmm. Um, I need those, you know, I need that, I need to confess um, and I need to hear those words of grace. And this is one of the things, so this is a little Episcopal insider talk, <laughs> but you know, in, in, in the right one prayer, there's after the confession, um, of sin, um, there's these, what they call the comfortable words here, hear the word of God to all who truly turn, turn unto him, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, I will give you rest for God so loved the world that, um, he gave his only son that so the end that all who believe him will not perish, but have eternal life. And this is a true saying worthy of all people to be received that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Like, like hearing those words of, of, of rest and assurance um, is something that we have lost in our current right um, that I wish we had. Hmm. That was uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. I, I thought you'd sleep, fell asleep, Tom. I see what you did there. Yeah. Okay, Tom, tie the bow on it. <laughs> well, I'll just say um, the bow is... No, I can't think of any way to tie the bow up. I'm sorry. That's all we right. just gotta. We good doesn't. The word good doesn't mean anything. Mm, okay. Um, okay. It it it's ch- a changing word, um, and it depends on the morality of the time. It could mean rationalism. It could mean safety. It could mean efficiency. It could mean, um, you know giving enough money so you can buy enough indulgences so you don't have to time, spend time in purgatory, mm, yeah. you know? And so we, uh, it could mean uh, lots of things, but, and to me, that's the point. Um, you don't, can you be good? You can practice at it and get better at it. That's, I think, but, and, I think that um, we're not good, but we know someone who is. Or we're not great at being good, but we know someone who was, maybe. And if we can inherit those, <laughs> that character, um, you know, in Exodus and in the story of Jonah, Jonah always talks about, uh, not always talks about, talks about the character of God and, uh, you know, slow to anger and so on. And I think that is something that with those, disciplines that you had mentioned earlier that we're working towards and i think that is what is good um as defined you know in holy scripture and uh, i think that's something that we aim towards if if i can say it that way ever anything else no i'm i i I had my sermon seculosity by who david david saul david saul Saul. you owe you owe me a coke (laughs) Punch him in the arm. <laughs> Z-A-H-L. No hitting, no hitting, no hitting. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, what show notes? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening um, on What is Wrong with Just Being a Good Person. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at Pod. 
We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.